قال رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Oh my Lord, open for me my chest and ease for me my task and untie the knot from my tongue that they may understand my speech. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ya jama'in Rabbi shrah li sadari wa yassir li amri wa hluluqudatam min lisani yafqahu qawli Rabbi zidna alma Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh My beautiful sisters, welcome to another episode of the Women of Quran Now podcast Welcome Alhamdulillah, 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 welcome to a new episode, a new week, a new juice. Um, this week we are looking at juice 6, um, and this is sixth episode, right? Episode 6, juice 6, and we are looking at ayah 148 from Surah An-Nisa. And as always, we're going to start with the recitation. Um, I am not home <laughs> during this recording, I am visiting my best friend. And Alhamdulillah, she lives by the beach, so you may hear the waves of the sea, and you might hear her child also uh, coming. I've already recorded this twice because he was coming. Bless his soul. Okay. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم لا يحب الله الجحر بالسوء من القول إلا من ظلم the translation of this ayah, Allah does not like or love the public mention of evil, except by one who has been wronged, and ever is Allah hearing and knowing. Such a powerful ayah, actually. And so many lessons for us, practical lessons that we can implement in our day-to-day, and that's what I love about the Dabur. So... In this ayah, from the notes I gotten from the tafsir, several atafs tafsir actually, even Kathir Asadi, and also from my Italian course with Sister Taimiya, um, I got a few notes for you. And so basically, we learn from this ayah that Allah does not like or love because it says La yuhibbu. Hub is love, right? So La yuhibbu hu Allahu. Allah does not like or love what. Al-Jahra. Al-Jahra means something that is open, that's public, that's, you know, everybody can see and hear. And what is it that is open and public? Bisu'i min al-qawl. The evil from the utterances. So Allah does not like that, you know, evil be mentioned publicly, openly, right? Evil words, they should not be mentioned uh, openly and publicly. And so he says, but he does put an exception, except the one who has been wronged. And that's again the justice of Allah and the mercy of Allah Azawajal. So he does not like that evil should be opened and said um, publicly. That evil should be said, I'm sorry, openly and publicly. Evil words, uh, what does that include? So according to the tafsir, it includes dua against someone. So you're making public dua against someone. Unless, of course, you've been wronged. Um, and also that you... Uh, insult and that you use foul language and that you slander and you backbite someone that you expose their sins you know um, for no reason um, 
and and so all of these go uh, fall under the uh, the evil uh, utterances, and Allah does not love that we do that. So I remember when I first started coaching sisters, I had this PDF that I would give them before we even started going through what they wanted to be a coach about. And I said, before we even start working together, the first thing I want you to um, to remind, you know, to remember and to remind yourself with are the things that Allah loves and the things that he does not love. Because as Muslims, what does that mean? It means someone who, people who submit to Allah. So if we're Muslims, we are submitting to Allah. And submitting to Allah means we're submitting our will to the will of Allah. The will of Allah will take over our will. What we want, what we love, what we dislike, it doesn't matter if it's going against the love of Allah and the dislikes of Allah. It would only it should only be considered if it goes if it's in line with what Allah loves um, and and what he dislikes. So if he if we dislike what Allah dislikes, alhamdulillah. If we love what Allah loves, alhamdulillah. But if it's not going if it's not aligned with that, then we need to adjust because we are the Muslims. We are the ones submitting to the will of Allah. So first of all in this ayah like we first it's the first ayah of the Jews six actually so the first thing we learn is that Allah there's some things that he loves and he there's something that he doesn't love and see he does not love evil words right so it means that he loves good words according to the tafsir so we already said what evil words were uh like we, like I'm just gonna recap again making dua against somebody um you know uh insulting them uh, uh exposing their sins openly uh, slandering them um yeah reviling them making fun of them in a way that's offensive to them um speaking harshly to them where they their feelings are being hurt you know the, all of this comes under that and um we know from subhanallah like this is it's fresh in my mind because under my learning plan um Kothum, which is like a really it's a it's a one-on-one -on -one quran class with me where uh, we do 30 minutes of Quran and then 15 minutes we go over Tadabur. And so the Tadabur that the students are doing under this plan currently is Surah Nazi'at. And in Surah Nazi'at, Allah you know, um, basically tells Musa to go to Fir'aun and to talk to him so maybe he can purify himself and change his ways. And in the explanation of this ayah in Surah Nazi'at, we are brought back to Surah Taha because in Surah Taha we learn that Allah told Musa salam, to speak gently to Fir'aun and we have to think about it because we I know when me and the sisters were discussing we said this is kind of hard because you know Fir'aun is a tyrant he's somebody who killed babies he's somebody who um, enslaved the people of Musa salam, his family his people and for him to go to that tyrant um, that enemy and to say and to speak to him gently you know it's not something easy and so I was even telling some of my students who are mothers, you know, I said, you know, your children, they're not Fir'aun. So when you speak harshly to your children, you know, think about this. Like Allah sends Musa to Fir'aun and tells him to speak gently. So gentle words, all of that, you know, Allah loves that. He does not like, um, you know, bad words, evil words, um, as we just mentioned. Uh, Asad in his tafsir says Allah dislikes and hates that and and uh, those bad words and he will punish for it 
and that includes all bad words that cause offense and upset others, such as insulting, slandering, reviling, and so on. All of that is forbidden and is hateful to Allah Azawajal. Okay? However, Allah is, Allah is giving us an opportunity to still get justice done. These things, these worries, these, these evil words, um, making dua against someone publicly, um, exposing someone publicly, retaliating publicly, um, you can only do that when it comes to um, basically you being wronged. You're being wronged and you're retaliating. And even then, you need to make sure that your re retaliation does not go beyond what you, beyond the wrong that you received. And so in this case, most of the scholars are saying in this case is better actually to observe patience and to forgive because that way you can um, protect yourself from actually going overboard, right, in that re retaliation. And it's this beautiful quote from Hassan al-Basri, uh, rahimahullah. He says, you know, uh, one should supplicate in that, in that situation. Oh Allah, help me against him and take my right from him. So help me against a person who wronged you and take my right from him. So you're basically asking for your right from Allah. And you're giving it to Allah, which, you know, you could never lose when you do that. So I, I thought that was really beautiful advice. And I'm sure all of us have heard words that, um, that were hurtful. I'm sure that we've been wronged and I'm sure that we wanted to retaliate. And uh, Allah says, yes, you can. Uh, however, you know, be careful not to go overboard, basically. And if you can forgive, that will be even better. Um, there are a few things from the tafsir, uh, from my Italian class, that I wanted to share with you regarding this. So it says openly. So here, uh, the teacher, Maustaza, was saying that, you know, there's a, there's a wisdom behind it. Because when evil is, is being public, you know, at one point... Um, it's it's being normalized, and she gave the example of a of a parent that may, maybe uses foul language, and so she's always using foul language, and so her kids, like one kid hears it and it says it's the sibling, the next thing you know the whole household is saying it, and there's nothing wrong with it. However, a parent that never says that, or maybe even if they have said it, they've said it really privately, and so it's not the same. Well, the kid when he hears it, he will not make it normal. He will know that this is not a normal thing. So evil, when it's open and public, it is being normalized. And so you don't feel shocked anymore. And, and we know this. We know there's some things that now, you know, we don't even, we don't even think it's, uh, it's such a big deal when it truly is. And in the past, it was. And it, the only difference is because the act has become normalized. It's become so public um, that the, that particular evil has become normal. Um, SubhanAllah, may Allah preserve it and protect us. Another thing about this, um, this ayah is how it ends. It ends with two powerful and beautiful names and attributes of Allah, the all-hearing and, and the knowing. So Allah says, فَإِن وَكَانَ اللَّهُ سَمِيعًا عَلِيمًا وَكَانَ اللَّهُ سَمِيعًا عَلِيمًا So here we have the pairing of the all-hearing and the all-knowing. And this is really important because when people expose someone uh, publicly or say this and say, oh, I've been wrong and I've been doing, and you know, this happened to me, this person did this to me, they should know that Allah is hearing what they're saying 
because here we're talking about utterances so whatever they're saying Allah hears it and Allah knows he's the all-knowing he knows the detail of that situation so he knows whether this person is, is true or, or false he knows whether this, the claim that the person is making is true or false and so because he's, he's he really knows the inside and the outside of every situation he is the all-knowing and he hears everything and so there's no escaping this so it's like almost for me personally these two attributes at the end of this ayah it's like you know be careful it's like a warning be careful i hear everything you're saying and i know everything that's happening so if you are going to use um you know uh, foul language or, or evil words publicly and you want to justify it under i've been wronged then know that i'm very much aware of what's going on and it's also reassuring in the sense that you know how uh, the dua of hassan al-basri when he says you know uh, oh allah help me against him and take my right from him you know you even if you don't retaliate but you go to allah then you know that allah is aware of everything that's happening and allah heard everything that's happening so allah is aware of how you were wronged and allah you know heard it and knows it and he's the best one to actually give you your right back and to give you your justice so this these two attributes are also encouraging encouraging the believer that you know it's, it's not because i do not retaliate that i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna be vindicated because allah is all hearing all knowing he heard everything you've said he knows everything that has transpired and i take it to him i put my trust in him i hand it over to him and justice will be done right so these are this is there's so much about this ayah honestly that we could go even uh, deeper on like we could go we, we could think about the expose, exposing sins you know there is um, other hadith from our sunnah where we know that Allah will forgive everyone except the one who you know sins and then exposes it and say yeah yeah I did this I did that you know if Allah has covered it for you then you keep it covered because that's from the mercy of Allah um, again the evil should not be publicized so here like your own sins you know if Allah has given you sutura then keep it don't don't start talking about it um, and even the sins of others why would you expose somebody's mistakes or sins you know if um, there's no need for it sometimes there may be a need for it for instance you see that this person is trying to marry this person here and you know something that that this person should really know um, and that would help them in making a decision then you know you're saying this is this is what I know this is what has happened to me and I'm only sharing it with you because I feel like you should know before you make that decision um, that could be justified but other than that there's no reason to expose one another and uh, and again making dua against one another there's no this sh this should not be the norm Rasulullah for most of you know his prophethood he did not make dua against people even though they wronged him there are a few instances where he where he did but for the most part he did he made dua for them for their guidance and not uh, and not for um, for them to be destroyed like we have a perfect example with the people of Taif you know he made dua for the people of Taif even though they had really uh, harmed him um, so we learn from all of that I pray this um, this was beneficial to you I highly encourage that you read this Ayah, and look up the tafsir yourself and then reflect even more and and watch your speech 
yeah, watch your speech today, tomorrow, this week. Um, if you feel like you know you've been exposing people, you if you feel like you've been making dua against someone or against people, you know, like try to think: is it is it the best way? Is this what is pleasing to Allah? At the end of the day, we all judge everything by: is it pleasing to Allah or it's not pleasing to Allah? Would Allah love what I'm saying? Or will he be displeased with what I'm saying? That's, um, I believe that's the way we should go about this. And if we constantly check ourselves every day, um, at the end of the day, in the mid middle of the day, to kind of, you know, readjust, make tawbah for, you know, the slips of the tongue. Because controlling the tongue is, um, to me, it's, it's one of the hardest things to do. Um, because it, it just gets away from you, at least in my experience. So... Uh, controlling the tongue is is hard work, and so um, I think constant checking in and constant muhasabatun uh, nafs, like self accountability, um, really will help us with that. Allah forgive us the sins of our tongue, the utterances that were displeasing to Him, and may Allah bless us with vicar and more um and, and a tongue that remembers him that is moistened with his remembrance that is moistened with good words words that are pleasing to him um, may we be of the people that he forgives uh, completely and may we be of the people that he will admit into his jannah hisab. any good is from allah any mistake is from me until another uh, another week until next week another juice another ayah and other reflections bi idhnillah assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh subhana rabbika rabbil izzah amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen